The Homance Chronicles. The female equivalent of a bromance. So many poor choices. But so many good types. But so many poor choices. <laughs> I think I have a couple of high noons in the fridge. <laughs> this is The Homance Chronicles, and I'm Sarah. <laughs> and I'm Nicole. And this is actually our second recording today, which we don't typically do, but it's been so refreshing to have these breaks in the day. And then also with it being our second recording to have a guest on with so much energy, like we've already been cracking up before we even hit record. <laughs> I have to remind myself to hit record because our conversations get so fun. And then I'm like, oh shit, we, we're doing a podcast, right? So... Um, <laughs> No, we're just, just going to meet people for happy hour sessions now. I don't want to do this podcast anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy hour. Rainbows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just we're gonna, yeah, let's just jump right in. So let's welcome <laughs> advocate, teacher, and chief inspiration officer, Sue Lundquist. Welcome to the show. Sue. <laughs> Wait a minute. I got to stop here for just a second. Y'all had right. podcast of what was it? Detroit's best podcast of 20 and 21. We were and one of them. Yeah. Yep. We were, we were voted one. Three. We were not, we were not the top, unfortunately. Well, I'm going to leave, I'm gonna leave that year. delusion to myself. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Just let me hold on to that. <laughs> yeah. Super cool. <laughs> Thank you. Girls. And hello, Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. They can only see us. <laughs> you know, the Detroit. The Trey folks get to see us when we do live shows and we're every oh. bit as animated. It's wonderful. <laughs> I love that. I love we can't that. wait. We're so excited to get started on live shows again. It's going to oh, be so fun. God, yeah, you and me both. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It was one of those things that we... Like we didn't do a lot of preparing because we don't do a lot of preparing generally. And <laughs> we didn't want to come off... Um, uh, not authentic. Like we didn't want to be inauthentic. Right. Right. And so our, pre- our preparation for our, our live show is to discuss in the car on the way there. <laughs> talk about. Kind of a, yeah. just an outline of something. Right? Just, <laughs> just, do you have a topic you want to go? Is there a story? Or are we reliving the past? Like, what are we going to do today, bud? <laughs> but it's a true reflection of doing things, even when they're scary, um, and, yeah. and keeping things organic and natural and being true to yourself. And that's a lot of the gist of what I get from you and what you try to help people with is um, getting clear on what that means to them, where they're going next, what do they want to do? And all that stuff is super scary. Mm. I, I mean, well, Can't man, be. everybody. Yeah, for sure. But- yeah. <laughs> hey, like, and so also for somebody like me, who's sort of a perfectionist in some regards, I have that, you know, masking things with perfectionism. This is one of those things where this is me being super vulnerable in front of all these kinds of people. Like I said, you only see the two things that are behind me in the top of my couch in these meetings, but we, ex- we do go through a very lot of, a lot of personal stories and stuff. Oh it's my God. Difficult. You mean speaking your truth? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Holy shit, Tommy. <laughs> yeah. And it's yes, just um with all of that and all those feelings and everything, it's also been 
an amazing opportunity and so much fun. And so I'm just wondering when you have people come to you and you tell them that you're going to help them in this arena and that it's scary for some people, but we're going to do it anyway. Like, do they come to you already open? I'm assuming they're looking for this type of thing. How do they know when it's the right time? Um, because at the same time, like Sarah and I have more conservative people in our family who have challenged us on some of the topics and exposing <laughs> yourselves, et cetera, et cetera. So. Do you really want people to know that about you for the rest <laughs> yeah, of you your know life? What, you know what, though? That's their story. That's my Do right. I care right. is the actual question. It's, I yeah, don't want and, and my response to that, my response to that would be, all right, I know you're looking out for my best good. I got this. This is where I want to be. This is me showing up authentic and genuine for myself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And right? you know, the other part yeah. of it is like, part of the reason we do this is to help women specifically, or, yeah. you know, people who feel as though they're being constrained because of their social, whatever perception, oh, God. Yeah, all of the above. So I don't know about you, but one, I'm a recovering people pleaser Two, <laughs> I, hey, girl. Yes, yeah. Right. Recovering people Please. pleaser. And also have- here can have the conversation about diminishing themselves. Uh, based on other people's fears, expectations, desires, their, all of that shit, right? Mm -hmm. Right here, all of that. And backing up my life, and I just use this as an adjective, and, and my life's journey is to really find what is authentic and genuine for me and standing in that purpose and that power. And you hear the buzzword, Oh, live on purpose and be purposeful and all of this. And I'm like, well, that's kind of Pollyanna. What, do you, what the hell does purpose living on purpose mean? And I'm, I'm going to kind of jump around a little bit, but I promise it'll all come back. Um, oh, we're um, here for it. Strap in. I'm strapping yeah, in. Strap in, babe. Let's go. <laughs> so fine. There's, there's a joke there. <laughs> uh-huh. There it is. <laughs> I love it. Get it's rainbow colored. Get easy. <laughs> yes, rainbow, rainbow, baby, rainbow, all day long. So, getting back to the conversation of purpose, standing in your power. Well, what the hell does that look like? We've got so many thought leaders out there that are incredible, and I've been blessed to be able to interview so many of them, like yourselves, and hear what they have to say. However, I'm sitting there going, well. I don't know what the hell my purpose is. I don't know what love is to me. I don't know what my values are. This was a few years ago because of traumas, because of things that had happened, or I looked at the past values that I, maybe I was raised in and I'm like, yeah, no, that's not working for me anymore. Similar to the conversation you were talking about with, with family that would say, "Mm, you sure you want to do that? And you're like, yeah, I do. And you know what? I might fail, whatever that looks like, but I'm winning for me because I'm showing up authentic and genuine to me. I'm not going to throw in the shame. I'm not going to throw in all of that crappy stuff that comes along with it. And did I before? Yes. Have I learned uh, to evolve and not be in the shame bubble? Yes, I have. Is it all the time, 24 seven? No. Do I have bathroom on the floor moments and I am losing my shit? Yes. That is me walking the talk and being totally normal as we all should be. And that's authentic and genuine. So where I'm going with all of this through trauma, only my adjective to describe all the traumas. I explain this. 
uh, when I go to teach and, and work with groups and people and say, I only tell you this as an adjective to describe. And I say that specifically because I don't have an emotional charge to said trauma anymore. I used to carry the bag of trauma, whether it was fear, abuse, you know, all the abuses, whatever you want to call it. And I also have the thought, well, why does this keep happening to me? Why do I keep getting the shitheads in the relationships? Why do I keep getting the bad jobs or the bad relationships? And then it became this whole teaching moment where I kind of was like, oh shit. Time I'm to allowing my, this. Mm, time to put my big girl panties on and take accountability and responsibility and take my power back. You hear that. Well, what is, what is your power? You, it's you standing in your power and saying, you know what? Life is for me. It's not doing something to me. You know, I'm not the victim of said experience. So moving forward, and we can all relate to this. I'm sorry, my nose. I don't know what it is. Good thing they can't see me on video, but I'm just cocaine. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. I, I got oil on what, my nose. Doesn't it mean something when your nose itches or is that just the palm of your hand? It isn't the palm oh, yeah. of your hand for it, money, um, right? Abundance. Abundance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Palm of your hand is, but your nose, your nose usually nose means, means cocaine. Alex. <laughs> Strictly cocaine, Nicole. Come on. Yeah, that was <laughs> the only, it's the only. It's the only reasonable explanation. Yeah. Or I got the fact that I, I had mayonnaise or something on my fingers, and I rubbed my. You get oil, anyways. Okay, we segue from mayonnaise <laughs> to my dog growling, all kinds of stuff going on. So cute, though. Thank you. He is. He's my love. Um. So getting really clear. I don't know where we left off, so I'm going to try and jump in. Do you know where we left off? Yeah. I mean, it just sounded like you were making a shift in your life to become accountable and to no longer be the victim or just say like things happen to me. Right. And so is that the typical uh, person who's like reaching out to you and signing up is saying, okay, I'm, I'm realizing that I'm, I'm needing to make a shift. Yes. And, or massive trans trans what am I trying to say? Transformations in their life. They've lost everything. And mm. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> they created this. They were, they don't really know that. Right. They, there was something in their life that wasn't working and they knew it intuitively. They knew it. And so there was energies and frequencies and conversations and things shifting to get them to where they're at right now. So they created it. So when they come to me and they say, well, I, I don't know what's happening. I've lost my shit. I don't know. And I'm like, brilliant. We got a clean slate. Let's rock this. Let's All right. Fresh right? Start. right. And <laughs> yes, there's this, I call it, I, I created it. So it's a nice little segue. I'm going to kind of get a girl. Promote it. Horn. Promote it. And I love, and I love um, acronyms and, you know, just little clever ways to remember things. And it's the three phases of transformation. First, you have the awareness Oh, okay. The awareness I'm being triggered. The awareness I didn't set up boundaries. The awareness, oh, I do walk around in fight or flight. The awareness of whatever. And then the teacher appears. When you are ready, the teacher appears. That becomes the clarity part. So these are the three phases it's A and C and T. And I use the cleverness as act now in your life. So awareness. Clarity becomes the education where the teacher appears, whatever that looks like. It could be any of you. It could be a song. It could be something you read. It could be a post that you were inspired by. And 
It was just kind of that squeaky wheel and, or you find the teacher within ourselves that's going to help you overcome yourself. Then you learn the new tools within that clarity aspect. Then you start kind of processing and figuring out how it's all going to kind of integrate into your life. And then that's the transformation. That's the integration process where you align with it. You integrate the new language, the new boundaries, the new purpose, the new authentic and genuine self into that. So that was the three phases of transformation. Did that answer? Or did I just mm-hmm. keep going? Oh, yeah, no. you're going. So when you uh, just add on, um, when you have these people come to you and they have all these things going on in their lives, what, how, how do I say this? What, not, not the percentage, but like how often would you say, is it that the people who come to you actually end up losing a large portion of the people in their lives because they weren't aligned to oh. what it is that they were switching over? Oh God, the big, big topic, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the face, y'all. The face. Yeah, the face. I'm telling you, because I have, I have, I have been in that shit. I'm telling yeah. you. And I thought the, the people pleaser, the nurturer, the lover in me, I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Seriously. When this, when, when I was evolving and taking my power back and figuring it all out, those people that were the takers or the abusers or the narcissists back, you know, now I have a language for them. They're the takers, put it under the umbrella of takers, whatever that trickles down to. From humans. (laughs) (laughs) Soul suckers. (laughs) But, but, and, and I I might add, they taught me massive lessons, right? So I, I flip that script and say, you know, had they not been in my life, I wouldn't be as resilient. I wouldn't be as grateful. I wouldn't be as abundant in my mindset and across the board. So now did I say that when it happened? No, not so much. No, nobody does. Yeah. I'm not going to sit there and go, Oh, thank you for beating the shit out of me emotionally. (laughs) Although, How confusing would it be to a narcissist if you were to say something like that? (laughs) Oh, they probably flip it around and say it was my fault. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well you I, oh, I acted that way. Right. No, no, yeah, I'm saying writing on 10, you know? Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, um, I, I realized I brought this on myself and I appreciate you for treating me this way. Now I know how to do better. Thank you. Yes. Like, thank I, I you. think that would probably break one of them, right? Yeah. You're so good to me. No, they would <laughs> love They would love it. Are you kidding? They'd be like, yes, mm-hmm. that feels feed that ego. Yeah. Soul, soul (laughs) suckers. Yeah. So those people that are in that transition and they're like, well, what if I change and people don't like me? Awesome. Who cares? That means you don't have to deal with them anymore. You don't have to, even though you still have a narrative and a script in your head that says that's what it was. That's what the relationship was. You have some kind of connection and entanglement within that person, that culture of that relationship. So you need to look at that and go, is it really true? Mm-hmm. Was it really true? Mm-hmm. Those are yeah. short. what I had to do is ask myself, like, was that person's actions in my interests or theirs? And at one point, you know, I would take myself and I'd lump myself into somebody else and be like, me, 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 but no, it's not. It's them and me. And the relationship between us is more important than what they're getting for us, if that makes sense. I believe so. So I, are you saying that you you felt as though you were doing most of the giving, carrying most of the proverbial weight? Is that mm-hmm. 
yeah emotionally because all of yeah emotionally carrying the whatever relationship so that person could provide xyz for us as a as a together as a thing and you know part of me realizing like oh maybe this person isn't great for me and having to remove myself from that was like did I even want what that person was giving me yes or no right was I just doing it because that person was providing and I idolized that person and it's it so becomes it like, an illusion. It's an illusion. Yeah. Again, in, in, in an addiction. Oh, totally. So I can go into that whole addiction conversation. Let's let it rip because that's where I'm going. <laughs> and and there's a chemical, and it's proven by science. This isn't woo-woo shit. And I, I hate using that word, but um because <laughs> I, I am no woo-woo shit. Uh, yeah, well, I'm deep-seated in practicality, but I also am very metaphysical and spiritual and energetics, and, and I bridge all of that together. So where I'm going with this. I have no idea. I've totally lost my train of thought. Well, we're going into addiction behavior. Oh, addiction behaviors, the chemical releases that are going on in your body. So this is proven by science. When you go into a fear response, when you go into a drama response, you have an adrenal, there is a chemical release that is happening in your BODY. And I specifically say BODY and spell it out. So you understand it's your body. It's not you. So mm-hmm. there's a chemical release that's happening. That's giving you that charge, that fight or flight charge that says, Oh, I get drama. Oh, I'm rewarded somewhere, somehow within the relationship. And then breaking that habituation is you having to be in hyper awareness going, Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's no, nope, I don't, I don't want to be angry like that anymore. That happened to me six years ago, six hours ago, six months ago. I'm, I'm not carrying that anymore. It's just not true to me. So you have to be in a heightened state of awareness. So you recognize it's big, brave work. It's you also standing in your power, being purposeful in your thoughts, especially in here. And then as you are processing the thoughts and the feelings, you've got to be able to release whatever it is, fear, drama, and having, and having the courage to look yourself in the mirror and say, ah, shit, I'm better without this. I, I do, I do get an emotional charge from mm-hmm. speaking bad about people or the drama, the water cooler stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Because, or, you know, the, the going to the girlfriend and I can't believe he did that to me or she did that to me. And they're going, I know I can't believe, and guess what? You guys are dancing in this energy and it's all drama. How about you come to your friend, whatever that looks like, you can lose your shit the other friend holds space and doesn't enable. That's the key right there. You just hold space. You don't enable. You let them just process and let it out. Don't feed the fire because it's just going to get bigger. Literally, literally, there is a fire in your BODY and your nervous system that says, oh no, I'm going to stay here in fear because that's what I know. That's what my body has been telling me. Yeah. Like it's their comfort because that's all they know. Right. It's scary to be calm and normal. It's scary to not have drama. It's scary to be happy all the time because there's always another foot that's going to drop in their worlds. They feel as though, however, right. if, you, if you can, again, flip the script or change that and really start having that awareness, getting really clear on how you want to respond, not react, mm-hmm. respond to said emotions that are coming up. The emotions that are coming up literally say this, guys, they're from the past. Unless it's right here in your now, you are being triggered. Oh my God, this is one of the 
crazy. Well, I don't even know the adjective here, but when my ex would say, you know what, you know exactly what you're doing. You're triggering me. And I'm like, <laughs> do I really, really? And I would, I inside, I'm going, because yeah. And he didn't understand <laughs> that the trigger is based on something that he experienced and is right. reacting to a facial expression of, of something that has triggered him to have that response. And he took he it as you were pushing his buttons. His buttons. And, and and like, on purpose. Yeah. Right. How many of us have heard that? Right. 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 <sighs> Even though I try not to rock any boats ever, I still have in my life encountered, you did that on purpose. No, bitch, I'm clueless. I have no idea what I'm doing half the time. It was an accident. It wasn't on purpose. Fuck. Yeah. And that's you living your life. And there's, and that's intentional, purposeful living. I'm living for me. And now if it upsets you and they're important to you, if that relationship is important to you, you can turn around and go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. No, I, that was not my intention. That's not at all what I mean. Do you want to unpack that a bit? Because obviously you have been affected, 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 whatever. A by all affected. of that. So obviously there's, there's, well, I wouldn't say obviously, cause I'd probably trigger them. Is there something that you would <laughs> like to unpack instead of saying, obviously you're pissed off about something. <laughs> clearly there's something going on. With the <laughs> I, uh, I can very clearly see your luggage right next to you. If you'd like to, <laughs> do you want to put, put that suitcase down front? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to tell you something. I was talking, I was doing an interview with um, a gal a couple of weeks ago. She gave me the best tip because I've used this analogy drop in the bag. I see the luggage beside you. Um, you know that, okay, you got to drop the bag of the past, let it go. And she's like, you know what, Sue, how about instead of dropping the bag and letting it just kind of sit there? Cause that feels heavy, right? Energetically, all of it. How yeah. Take that and transmute it for your highest good. And I'm like, Oh, paradigm shift for me. I'm going to noodle on that. And so I've started doing that instead of dropping the proverbial bag or the suitcase or something like that. I'm like, Nope. All right. There was a fear bubble. Let's release it and transmute it. So it's more energy for me to feed off of. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Wow. Way more it's like powerful the, than the other way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the, Oh, you think I'm going to do bad. I'll show you wrong. You're, you are going to be wrong. <laughs> oh, let me prove well, to you real quick. You're wrong. One of the funniest things that has happened during this brief r- recording that we've already been doing <laughs> is that earlier today in our first recording, we were talking about um, people's reactions to emotions and that came up. And then in my notebook, I had wrote down the three phases of transformation and your brain and nervous system is things I want to talk to you about. And you've already, like, we've already checked the boxes. Our conversations throughout the day are like coming through in this episode. And so I'm just like, the universe is really at work today. Oh, I love um, it. Your captain turned on. Right. <laughs> well, and the thing is that it gets creepy when you start looking for those things synchronicities wait 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 back back up and say that adjective because when you say it's creepy what does that really mean um it's it always feels like yeah it's almost it's like yeah somebody's watching me (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, do you, do you intentionally yeah. mean to say creepy because that gives you the feeling that, ooh, something weird or bad is going to happen? Oh, no. I didn't mean to associate it with something negative. Right. I because didn't. creepy. Creepy. Yeah. And I just want to make that clear because creepy usually in the media has a different yeah. connotation to it. Right. Like yeah. so serendipitous, media. lovely conversations. Yes. Very <laughs> serendipitous of the universe today. No, I like, um, I like aligned it. conversations. Yes. No, I like yes. creepy. It's good. Because <laughs> a little mystery. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe the universe well, is a bad boy. <laughs> bring it. So one of the things that I wanted to bring up was I recently went rock wall climbing, which I had never done before. And for the first time in a very long time, or maybe even ever, it forced me to realize that like my brain and body are very separate. Mm. And I I'm looking at the wall as I'm on it strategically with my mind, trying to figure out where I can go. And then my body is like not following along or <laughs> not doing the thing or what, Fuck you know, you, I won't do what you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also only five one. So it would be helpful if I had, you know, a few more inches to reach things. Um, but I've been really trying to work on the, separation between thinking and feeling mm. and really trying and to, loop. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And really trying to like get out of my head so much. Somatic. Um, <laughs> and so I'm just wondering in your, um, in your challenge and your crazy to clarity course, do you focus on things like that or, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Everything that I am teaching and not only, and I'm, again, I'm walking my talk, all the stuff in the craziness to clarity, it is what it is. We go from crazy to, we go from crazy to getting clear or clarity. What I hear you talking about is, and, and as, as you're talking, I'm kind of thinking about the neurological aspect. You haven't, your, your mind hasn't done it and your body hasn't done it. So there's no real neural pathway for you to have the experience again. Does that make sense? Ooh, yep. So if you use that with an analogy of life, oh, I just didn't have a neural pathway for it. I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. And you can build, and there's no shame with that. There's just, there's not. So you create and, and, you create a practice first and foremost, and you, and the, the practice is before shit hits the fan, right? Before my body has a reaction, before my nervous system has a reaction, before the in-laws or somebody comes and says something inappropriate or rude, you have a practice in place that self-regulates that says, right. I'm not, I'm not going to play that game. I'm sorry. You feel that way. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I wouldn't even yes. say that. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't know where you're going with this, but I don't want to have this sticky conversation. <laughs> I'm not sure yeah. where you're trying to get here, but I'm not going with you. So can we cut no. it off now? <laughs> yeah, no. And it's, it's sim- it is as simple as I just didn't have a neural pathway for the rock climbing or the conversation mm-hmm. or, uh, and I, I and like I that. Go ahead. I like that a lot. Like, <laughs> Mm-hmm. I just didn't have a neural pathway. I think I'm going to just start answering everybody. Like, Perfect. how did you, I didn't have a neural pathway for it. <laughs> now you can't use it to abuse. <laughs> Watch me, Sue. <laughs> 
Make people crazy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're like, oh, what? Hi, it's science, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you made me sound so smart. Because <laughs> you are. Yeah. But you just, you don't. And uh, there's, yes. So to answer your question, Nicole, yes, I teach real-time, real-life self-regulating tools. So okay. real-time, real-life was really important to me. I don't have, I've done it, but I don't have time to do five, four and a half hour pineal meditations. I don't have, you know, maybe 10, 15, a couple hours if I can sneak those in. However, we have real bills. We have real triggers, real stuff that's happening in our 3D world. So creating the craziness to clarity and um, the it's actually called the PCC. It's a personal code of conduct and creating that environment and putting into practice before the proverbial shit hits the fan, you will have an opportunity to show up authentic and genuine to yourself, whatever that looks like to you. And you know what, don't give yourself, don't beat yourself up. If, if you go into a situation and you've done some self-regulating, you've got the tools and you've been practicing and you've integrated them and you're aligned with what to say, whether it's a boundary or a self-regulating more times than not, it's a boundary where people, you kind of have to stand up for yourself, not kind of you do. And if you want to do it from a nurturing, loving way, you've got to figure out a language and how to do that. And to align with that language, because people are going to feel if you're calling out bullshit. Oh yeah. Right. Kids are perfect for this. <laughs> they are They're my favorite, right? Favorite, they, favorite, they, favorite. You are not speaking your truth or the truth that they may be not doing something or doing something they shouldn't. And you're not aligned with that. Like you really don't give a shit, but you you're doing it because grandma's standing behind you and you feel like you have to, or something, right? <laughs> they feel the bullshit. They know. And so your, your body will know that too. So where I'm going with this, you have the practice in place before that. And where I was also saying, give yourself a break. If it doesn't go out completely how you thought that that's was going to happen, it's okay. Now you have an opportunity to grow. You have an opportunity yeah. to revisit mm -hmm. it. Try it on again. And I see try it on. I, I love the analogy with hats. We all hats, all different shapes, sizes, colors, fabrics, everything. You put it on this way. You put it on this way. You put it on this, all different sizes. Just, just try it on. <clears throat> Try on the tools. Some will work for you now. Some will work for you later and just keep trying them on until it does align because that, and that's again, asking your question, if that's really important to you, right? If, right. if it's important for you to stand up for yourself, if it's important for you to have patience and compassion, if it's important for you to scream and yell their head off. And I'm speaking specifically to the New Yorkers, I'm totally <laughs> generalizing bear with me here. <laughs> I'm not stereotyping. <laughs> However, I talked, you know, I've, I've crossed, I've gone all over the world and the, and you know, the East coast, they, they don't take anything personally like that. Somebody, I feel like the East coast is just all fucking business until you're related to them. And then there's a problem when it, cause it's family, but until then you're just business, it's all business. Well, it's don't take it personal or, or yeah. Well that, or, you know, it's, it's kind of this gruff, language gruff mentality and yeah. it, it takes me back a bit and they mean nothing by it that's just their culture that's how they've always shown up and i've also talked to new yorkers are like yeah i know i i don't do that anymore it just if it's just not who i am anymore anymore, anymore. well it's i just thought it was how you're supposed to be you know what i'm yeah. saying <laughs> well, that and, and it's it could be a dogma or it could be oh the, one of the biggest examples i use is sarcasm 
I did a big paper um, on sarcasm and a lot of, and, and I am going to kind of generalize men specifically, they do a lot of this sarcasm with, with themselves. Now, if you look at um, a comedy like friends and you see their sarcasm, right? That's a script. That's a, that's a role they're playing. You expect it to be funny. It's going to be funny. It is funny. It's light because it's a role it's on TV. Now, when there's somebody in your life and they are being pretty sticky and sarcastic, there's something going on in them that their needs aren't being met. So there's a deeper issue within that sarcasm. And I have to I, agree. I, and I, it could be fear within yourself. It could be more times than not, you um, but like dilute it down or just what's that word I'm looking for? Dilute it down. Distant. Yeah. Distill it down to it is fear, fear of, well, this happened to me, fear of, somebody looking at me wrong or doing it wrong or public speaking, whatever that, whatever it is, there's a sarcasm within a conversation. I was having a conversation with a few people and there was a dear friend, <clears throat> girlfriend. And she said, you know, after we had had that conversation and you just gave me a new perspective about sarcasm, I, I don't allow it in my life. I don't like it. I don't do it. It made me look in the mirror and realize where I was being sarcastic it's like Ooh. that boisterous <laughs> laugh. You're like, whoa, what happened? But it's, it's a fear. It's an uncomfortableness. So there's something in them that's uncomfortable. So you've got to look at that if you choose to. Now, <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, would, I would also recommend not saying, oh, you, you're a little sarcastic. Do you got some, un, do we need to address this? Because if they're being sarcastic, there's a fear in them. And they need to sit down and unpack it for themselves. Unless of course you want to go there. <laughs> right. And I feel and like in that sometimes sense, I'd be like, I don't have a neuro pathway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We need to create that neuro pathway yet. Yeah. I don't have a neuro pathway with this. I don't know what to do just yet, but I'm, I'm going to hold space <laughs> for you. <laughs> so I feel like sometimes at this point, this day and age, it, like sarcasm is almost an unconscious response for people. Yeah. Because they think it's normal that everybody's supposed to suppress those feels, those fears. Oh, we all go through. Oh, we're all just a little ADHD. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. Just like the response from the nervous yeah. system. Yeah. It's it's yeah. you're just you you can't even sometimes control it unless you're made conscious of it. Well, that's what I talk about, the three phases of transformation. You first and foremost, it's got to be the awareness. We can walk around like ghosts. We can walk around with our heads in the sand. We can walk around in denial. We can walk around in avoidance. God, Lord, how many people know that person or you have shown up in avoidance or denial? Oh, man, oh. at least two times. Today? <laughs> no. <laughs> this week. No, just yeah. Kidding. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, I know. And I catch myself. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, shit, I'm avoiding doing the dishes. Just get it done. Oh, I'm avoiding getting the laundry. Oh, I'm avoiding that conversation. Oh. It is better to have the conversation up front than to wait. Yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah, absolutely is. Like I was avoiding sending the you know note to my tax guy today. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Out of fear. You just don't want to deal. With no, it. I just, yeah. I don't want to deal with it. It's not yeah. fear. I just, I'm, I'm maybe overwhelmed. 
I'm not fearful, but you know, it's just, but it's simple tasks like that. (laughs) So do those ones first. Right. And then give yourself an attaboy. Yeah. 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 I I mean, I did have that practice in place. Yeah. Yeah. I did email him today. Whether or not he has responded is a whole nother bucket. I don't know. And it's (laughs) weird because it's not like I'm a new client. He's got all my info. It's not like this is brand new. He just, I just have to figure out how he wants to get my documentation and then all that fun stuff. But it's just like, I don't want to deal. I just want somebody to take care of me. <laughs> oh, I know that feeling. I'm tired. My friend with benefits was over over the weekend and he was like, I'm the busiest single person you've ever met. Cause like, he's always talking about how busy he is. <coughs> and I was like, Drama. I was like, I I was like, I think that you're just like over. Well, that's why we'll never be anything more. There's lots of red flags, but, um, I was like, I think you're just like really overwhelming yourself. Like you're giving yourself so many things to do. And he's like, well, you know, he's like, well, you live alone too. Like if, if the sink's dirty, no one else is going to clean it. Like you have to clean it. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not weighing Uh, me down the way it's weighing you down well it sounds like at this point he's just allowing things to get to he's avoiding everything until it can he cannot whereas you maintain you don't avoid avoid or taking it all so heavily so personally like oh my god i gotta do you know yeah and all of his i gotta do things i'm like no you don't (laughs) (laughs) says who yeah. Or you, you again, flip the script and you just say, oh, you know what? I am so blessed that I have an abundant life that I can have a home and a right. sink, you know? Yeah. And really I, flip yeah. that. Cause you got a drunk monkey, a bad roommate in there. You really do. <laughs> you really, you like my language, don't you, Sarah? <laughs> you got a drunk monkey in there. You do, You're not- babe. We You're all do. Wrong. Bad roommate, drunk monkey. Wrong. Some <laughs> days I question everything that comes out of this little brain thing up here. What? Really? That's what you want? Really? Uh, all right. Pickles and mustard all day. Come on. Let's I have say, it. <laughs> now moving forward, I'm just going to rely or tell Sarah that her brain's name is Curious George. I'm just going <laughs> to say, is it's George drunk today? pathway. <laughs> I want an email when that happens. I'm <laughs> where did Sarah go? There she is. <laughs> See, this is why I think Drunk Monkey is so perfect because she's gonna make it about me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you already claimed it. You claimed it. I let you claim it I before. Know, I, know you, I, I, I work. You're just I gonna let me. It was all that. your idea. It was all your. You're idea. gonna let me do this, and then you're gonna <laughs> fucking get in there, and I know you were doing it. <laughs> but you're, it's true that's why I think it's so funny because like I'm like how do you you gotta maintain some things in here did you brush your teeth today like I'm thankful that at the very least that I have those routines down but yeah drunk monkey she's driving the ship yeah it's true I mean you and again it's you being authentic and genuine with yourself and truly being grounded in that culture and I specifically use culture when I talk to, well, I talk to everybody and, and define what your culture is for how you're showing up and who you want to be. Right. And that's your yeah. personal code of conduct. I coined the PCC. It's your personal code of conduct, but in, in essence, 
it is a culture. It is your mission statement. It's more than actually a mission statement. It is the culture of how you are going to show up and you can use the analogy of new parents. You can use the analogy of a new company or an existing company, and you need to do an audit and edit what that culture is doing, because maybe there's some cancer, you're not as abundant as you'd like to be. You got to go in there and re-edit that culture. And on a business sense, I was doing a talk a few years ago, and there was a Gallup poll when I was doing some research on gratitude, and this is specific to um, profession or, or the corporate world. 70, check this out, 75% of employees do not feel appreciated. Me. 75, that is a yeah. huge ding on the bottom line for that yeah. company. So would you think that reevaluating a massive culture and value in your company would be of appreciation and gratitude? 100%. Just yeah. saying, just kind of throw that in there a little bit. Same with family. You've got all kinds, whatever that dynamic looks like. I think gratitude and that appreciation should be a fundamental across the board. But where I was going with this is really getting clear on that culture, your personal code of conduct. What does that look like? Well, did that work for me? No, it didn't work for me. And then, of course, there's the ideal partnership. You want to attract the ideal partnership. Well, guess what? It starts with you. If you want your world to change, you have to change. Mm -hmm. You get really clear on how you're showing up how you're going to be responsive, how you're going to talk to the barista or the president, really get clear on how you are and really being my big anchor words for me, my grounding words. Is this true and authentic and genuine to me? Or am I picking up on something else? Am I feeling as though I should be? Well, this is another thing I cover in in the craziness clarity. I just should have, could have, would have all over myself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've done, I've done a lot of reading about just the whole, um, attachment around should, and I hate that word so fucking much and I use it way too often. It's phenomenal. Like I just try to not even put it in my language anymore. Should and can't are two words that I try to not and try and word try needs to go out of everybody's word. Sure. We're working on it. Everybody. Nope. No, it's either you do it or you don't. It's you yeah. putting up that boundary for yourself. Oh, I'll try. I'll try to have an orgasm. <laughs> I'll try to do the dishes. Yeah. I mean, look at, look at that. I'll try to be a good friend to you. Mm-hmm. I'll try to pay my bills. So what do you say when people are like, I'm terrified of doing this. I might fail. Fear and excitement in the body is the same release. So how about you flip the script? You just change that and you say, I am, and you've got to get authentic and align with it, not the bullshit. You've got to figure out a language that aligns with you. Yes, there's a reality. Okay, yeah, you know, if I'm gonna go out on stage and there's 20,000 people there and I don't know what the hell I'm gonna say. I am scared shitless, but I'll figure it out, right? Because it's a resilience. There's some, there's a practice in me that says I'm resilient and I know my shit in here. Kind of a bad analogy, but let me, let me keep rolling here. When you're in that state, you gotta flip, you gotta flip your script. And it's going back to the awareness when we were talking about those three phases of transformation, you have to have the awareness that you're there. Then you can choose because you've already had in practice. Remember I was telling you earlier, having something, our self-regulating tool for that drunk monkey, that nervous system, <laughs> to practice 
So you know what to put in place before shit hits the fan. So what you do is you, you have to come from a place of love and gratitude, aligned and genuine to you. Don't Pollyanna, don't bullshit your system for it. Are Pollyanna. You, you know, mm-hmm. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we had another, or do, do you want me to? No, re- you reminded me of a question I had earlier that I didn't write down. Okay. Um, devil's advocate. Yeah, sure. This is all great in theory. What about in practice when actual things are impacting me emotionally that haven't impacted me in the workshop, in the online session, whatever the case may be. So now it's time to come in to practice. And all of a sudden I'm panicking. Because during my training, I wasn't exposed to this level of whatever X, Y, Z. Yes. Brilliant. At that moment, if you (laughs) truly can't, if your nervous system, because you're in fight or flight, you can't think straight. You can't communicate straight. You are in fight or flight. Your body says, get the out of there. Literally. Mm -hmm. So breathe. Take a time out. And the number one, and it's free. Sister, you don't need a coupon at Safeway. It's free. (laughs) it's breath all you have to and if the navy seals can do it we can do it you think the navy seals have got a little bit of stress in their repertoire yeah that's their choice though right well it is and (laughs) you can say the same thing for yourself it's your choice you put yourself wherever you're at and shit is hitting the fan so yes take a time out take a breath really take deep breaths to really calm your body down your nervous system down getting it back to homeostasis where you can think clearly <clears throat> now there's a caveat here because people go well maybe i want to be angry maybe i want to be pissed maybe i want to cry well if we're going to use anger is that how you want to show up truly if you're going to be in that in that space it's called a refractory period In that refractory period, you are pissed off. You may want to just take some time, take a time out, take a breath, because during that refractory period, when you are so fired up and you type up that email or that text and you send it off, probably not the best idea, especially when you can look at it when you're coming at it from a compassionate homeostasis space, right? And then you got to, you've got all these questions and you got regret, which regret, by the way, is a good thing. I'm, I'm not saying it's bad because it, it helps build that resilience and that willpower, but I'm not going into regret. I'm going in because regret's got kind of that negative connotation to it. And it's not, there's, there's some real learning in that. However, going back to the breath, getting yourself into homeostasis instead of losing your shit. But again, going back again, you've got to get clear on how you want to show up. If you, if you get clear in your culture, your PCC, your personal code of conduct, how you are going to show up, you will know, oh, that pissed me off. I, would you excuse me, please? And, and excuse yourself, whatever the situation is. And that's going to be far more respected Mm -hmm. self-love and confident not only for yourself, but for the other person. And you are creating a new neural pathway. Oh. Backs you up on saying, <laughs> you know what? Shit hit the fan, but I did something different. Instead of being addicted to my response, my body response, my emotional response. Yeah. All right, good. I'm doing it right. Cause I've been practicing timeout since like 2018. So <laughs> we're doing <Good>. okay. <laughs> well, how are you doing on the breath? And doing oh, and I'm replacing. Breathing. 
and replacing it with something, you know, you can go into that situation, take a time out, reevaluate it, kind of chew on it. I like to say reevaluate, chew, kind of look at it and go, mm, no, that's on me. Most time, it's all on you anyways. But where I'm going with this, yes, there could be a confrontation if we take work, for example. You can take you can take your time off. You can really step back, breathe, get to a space of homeostasis. You don't take it as personally. You don't take it like somebody's cutting off your arm. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, you, you're able to come at, you can communicate effectively. You can hear effectively. You're not in that, you know, just I'm right. You're wrong. And there's no other explanation. And but I'm that not right going to hear anything you have to say. And if you've got somebody in front of you and they say time out and I'm like, yeah, it's this situation right here is really important to me. I need to be able to hear you clearly and I need to communicate clearly. So I need to take a break for just a Mm -hmm. minute. Practicing that language that's non-confrontational that says I'm taking care of myself. This isn't about you. And this, this relationship is important to me. So it subsides. So that's the first thing you say, you kind of diffuse it and say, Hey, you know what, this relationship, this situation, it's really important that we get it resolved. However, I need to take a time out to just get my body into homeostasis and just calm down a bit because I want to be able to hear you correctly and communicate effectively. I think that's way softer than losing your shit in front of somebody. But if you have that into practice already and you've rehearsed it, you have the practice to put in play. Right. Yeah. I've, I've gotten used to saying that I'm processing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I uh, have realized that our society as a whole is expecting <laughs> everything to happen so quickly, including your responses. And so then when I don't respond right away, people think that there's immediately something wrong. And I'm like, I'm just processing. I'm nope. so guilty of that. I'm so good, guilty. bad, or indifferent. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> yeah. noodling it guys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, George, George is creating a new neural pathway. <laughs> yeah, George was sober that day that I so I could actually communicate oh, no. that no. I was processing. He wasn't sober that day. No. No, no, because when George is drunk, that's when I can't communicate that I'm processing. George is drunk. React. George is drunk every day. It's just like <laughs> what part of the day did he start drinking and wake up and you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you caught George in a good window, y'all. Yes. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. That's hilarious. But there was another serendipitous moment that just happened because you were talking about dating and ideals. And on our last episode, we went through my ideals list. Yeah. I know. <laughs> she goes, okay, well, wait a minute. I'm, I'm going to, I want, I want to talk about it. So you said ideals list. Yes. So tell me what the definition was when they were using ideals that. Uh, what I'm looking for in a partner. Okay. Um, mine, mine are non-negotiables. Yes. So you have non-negotiables and then you have, yeah. What do you call it? Like mine's called the aligned alpha. Isn't that sexy as hell? That is, is fancy. That I is. was just, I was just taken aback for a second. I was like, oh, mind <laughs> alpha because you're speaking want... Nicole's language. <laughs> mind <laughs> alpha. Cause I want him to be that alpha, but I also want him aligned and vulnerable and communicative. Right. I mean, I've got a whole list. Uh, I just happened to give it a name aligned alpha because it kind of sums it all up. Okay. Uh, have you seen the movie practical magic soup? God, that's an oldie, isn't it? Holy fuck. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> Practical magic. I'm the just kidding. One. The old one, right? Is there's there a, a new scene. one? No, the old one. The original. Okay, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah, scene. Yeah. 
there's a scene where Sandra Bullock's character creates a, a perfect man and he's not supposed to exist because of all the wacky stuff that she creates and sends it into the ether. And then a couple, you know, years later, he comes back as the detective. And it's just like, you know, she manifested this human and she thought would never exist, but she manifested it with this list of ideals that she had. So yeah, I'm going to go ahead and put that one back in my pocket for somebody who cares. Ideals. I want to use a different word. That's, that's too loose for me. Like mm. the perfect partner. Yeah. I like using, well, the aligned par- partner. Um, the aligned alpha is good though. The I aligned think alpha. Good. Because yeah. my thing is that I, I want somebody who is alpha and who's more alpha than me (laughs) which is like a really big task (laughs) yeah I feel like sorry yeah but people have suggested to me how about trying somebody who's a little bit more beta and I've had a relationship with somebody who's more beta and I'm ultimately turned off no nobody wants the day the simplest way to sum it up is that I'm turned off so I I need somebody who matches me on many different levels, but that also includes having intelligence and being able to communicate and that your, I guess, stereotypical thing that you think of when you think alpha male, like I need balance, you know? And, um, it was just defining that for the, the masculine too, because society is, is, is put a bit of a ringer into the masculine. Right. <laughs> I was doing, just going to say, I was just going to say there's, we had a conversation a couple episodes ago where Nicole named her feminine energy, Gabrielle. Mm -hmm. And because we are both very masculine females and how we present normally that we tend to attract beta males because of that. And that we need the alpha male in order for our, our Gabrielle's to come out basically. So, you you know, the alpha, but again, it's gotta be the aligned alpha because they won't show up that way for you because they're going that, that alpha isn't going to come because they're going to be like, Oh yeah, no, I don't want that. Cause there's that alpha alpha thing. Right. 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 So it's learning how to switch to Gabrielle when we're looking for our partner versus when we're, you know, drunk monkey. (laughs) <laughs> masculine versus our, versus no, wait a minute. I don't want you to, I don't I I want to unpack that because you said something that kind of put a little squeaky wheel switching to Gabriella so you're having to be somebody else no no, no. Gabrielle is our feminine energy we named our feminine energy Gabrielle like Nicole's right feminine but are you still, energy are you, when are she you sits switching in her feminine to feminine energy to attract this other person just show up how you are show yourself out the the alpha gabriella you know yeah yeah well so typically speaking because of our uh responsibilities during the day our day jobs we have to we tend to show up more masculine because that's the society we live in we have to live up to men's standards blah 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 so we have to remember that when we're in our masculine at work that's fine but when we're done in our personal lives we have to reset ourselves in our feminine energy and balance it better so it's yeah Hey, I've got to show up this way. Um, at Don't work. forget to show up authentically when you're right. at, not at work, basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, it's more like <laughs> I, I want a man who's going to plan dates and I want a man who's going to take the lead. And I want a man who's going to um, just take control of some of these situations, but it's hard to, I guess, 
to communicate or to give that feeling to a man if I'm already in that energy. You don't give them feelings. You have to tell them straight up. Right. And so <laughs> you do. Right. right. I know. So, I need them. Yeah. Yeah. So me shifting into the, I need this from you, or um, these are my expectations with dating or um, coming at it in a softer language mm. while remaining still my like authentic alpha but like just yeah. the way that I communicate and the way that I ask for things is I have to turn on Gabrielle a little bit gotcha. <laughs> yeah so it's just it's just you rehearsing yes and really looking at how you're showing up really right yeah. right yeah, absolutely yeah, really clear and then rehearsing what that and you've got to, again, going back to, I was talking about the act now and the, the craziness clearing, it's aligning with how you're showing up, how you're going to language that you mm -hmm. want. If, if you do ask yourself, I'm going to use me for an example. I want to show up in love and compassion, but also with my boundaries, you know, and if you are going to be the type of person that's going to shit all over me, or is going to proverbially, you know what I'm saying with shitting all over me. If you're mm -hmm. going to come at me, attack me or not align with me, I'll know in a hot second because I've already gotten really clear on who I am and how I'm showing up and mm -hmm. you're not in alignment. I shouldn't even have to explain it. If there's this feeling and this symbiotic thing that's happening, there is that. And then at that point you start talking about, you know, your personal needs and desires. I use the word desire because, you know, wants is a little bit lower frequency. So what do you, yeah. what do you desire? Mm -hmm. What, what things do you desire in a relationship? But it's also you getting really clear on what that is for you before you even ask the question before you have a partner. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Cause if you can't see yourself, how do you think they can? Right. Well, they also have blinders on, you know, <laughs> Oh no, their, their penis can see and no problem. Right. No, no, no. The penis doesn't see this. The penis doesn't <laughs> see the face. No, no, no. The beauty of it all. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a warm hole. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of them. Mm -hmm. As someone who's gone through a lot <laughs> of, uh, workshops to try to be clearer on who I am and present myself authentically, but then also, um, understand how to communicate better and do a little bit of these like rehearsings. I do them with my therapist too, but with my therapist, it tends to be more like work related where <laughs> I have just like my go-to vocabulary. Um, yeah. cause you're expected in meetings and stuff to be like on it. Right. Um, and then with like other, uh, friends, family, or professionals, I've worked on more on the personal side. And so as somebody who's done a lot of work and tried to get into this frame of mind, it's also very frustrating when things don't uh, change quick enough, <laughs> you know, or you yes. you're not in control seeing, and wanting it. Yeah. I yeah. Get it. And you're not seeing it. the fruits of your labor. And so sometimes, um, although I have, a, I am very clear on my desires and what I want in a partner, the guy hasn't come along yet. So I will sometimes also just entertain men because I like the companionship and I like and the you attention can do that. and, you just, know, and so you just have to be able to be 
very present with yourself and go, this is what this is. The awareness you don't. And here we go. You ready? Yes. For this, you ready? Nicole? Oh, I'm listening. I'm doodling. You cannot cock block what your desires are. That frequency, mm. that energy, you have set it up. Mm-hmm. And then when you do the cock block, you spin out in the frequency and the energy of the doubts, the fears, the why is it not happening right now? You're right. cock blocking it. You have to catch yourself in that moment and go, you know what? It's all right. So happy. I've put it in place and it's coming. It's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Everything's yeah. I actually, I found a meditation about uh, things coming in their own time Ooh. and it's just a quick, like 10 minute one, but it really helps with, uh, a reset, just yeah. a little reset button, you know, of reset. reminding reset. you that it'll, it, it'll come in its own time when it's supposed to. Right. Get so you see, you've got self-regulating tools. It's just remembering yeah. to do it instead of spinning out in the old drama or the fears. I mean, I'm speaking for myself too. I yeah. catch myself all the time. I'm like, Oh shit. Yep. Come back. <laughs> Come back. Love you, girl. Right? I have to apologize for my drunk monkey. Yes, George. It ain't Sarah anymore. George. Yeah. yeah. We love George. CG. Tear shirt. Oh, man. Well, it's about time to transition into Atta Girls. But Sarah, did you have any other questions? I know. Honestly, no. I've just been, like, really enjoying the convo here today. It's been fantastic. Like you said, the universe is just serving it today. Good. I want to, that's my intention is to be of service and to educate and love and have fun. I mean, yeah, this is serious. I mean, it's, it's serious conversations and unpacking all of this can be, but it doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be scary. Sometimes it can be presented that way. (laughs) Yeah. People present it that way because that's what they've known. And it doesn't have to be something else I've coined, which is super sexy. Other than the drunk monkey, the CCs in life compassionate curiosity. So when those things come up, employ the CCs. It's a self-regulating tool. Get compassionate with yourself and the other person and get very curious because that takes the sting, takes the sting out of that kind of stickiness of resentment or the should have shown up this way or you could have done better kind of scenario happening in your head, right? So really, and it's recreating that neural pathway because you have a habituation that you're used to firing. You're used to reacting a certain way. And that reaction is creating a chemical reaction to keep the body addicted. And so when you say it doesn't feel right, ah, of course it doesn't because your body says the old way is how you should be doing it. The nervous system is keeping you stuck in the old way. So that is the heightened awareness. You have to be so aware of those little sticky things that come up and immediately replace it and change it with something else. That's the clarity in the education. The only way that I am successful at doing that though, is if I slow the fuck down, Mm -hmm. like I have to, (laughs) you said it, babe, everybody does, everybody does, but I don't want to practice practice. (laughs) Yep. That's I like to go fast. Sue, yeah. I like to go fast. I do too. But do George, is, in awareness. George is doing beer bongs. The quickest <laughs> that he could get drunk, the better. I mean, <laughs> no, he's not beer bong. He's Red Bull vodka all day, every day. Now you know this. <laughs> An upper and a downer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're a mess. <laughs> oh man. But that was honestly, that's probably one of the hardest things is, yeah. um, self-regulating tools, 
and being curious, all of these things require me to slow down enough to actually like use them. Yeah. Being awareness. I know. And it's big, brave work. It is big work. I'm not kidding. When I say that it's big, brave fucking work. It really is. You can choose to show up the old self, but somewhere, somehow you were saying that isn't good enough for me. Right. You're, you're, there's something in there. That's why we're having this conversation, whether it's you or the audience, me too. If I'm having a conversation, it's because of my growth. Growth is really important to me. That emotional intelligence and that growth, it's my, it's my thing. It's my wheel. Right. So how do I keep showing up a better version of myself? Still me, still authentic and genuine to me. How do I keep showing up? I got to self-regulate. I got to practice. I I have to have stuff in place before shit hits the fan. Practicing Um, conversations in the shower helps for me. Yes, (laughs) it does. Or in the car. Uh, car. Yeah. Oh yeah. You want to say that to me? Well, here's what I'm going to say. (laughs) <laughs> setting the intention for said conversation is really important. I, I it, you know, coming to a sales meeting or a, a tough, com- your perceived tough conversation with the in-laws or a partnership and just really setting the intention of how you're going to show up, how you're going to communicate. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's really important to me. All right. Angels, guides, purple chopsticks, whatever it is to you. I'm going into this meeting. It's important that I stay calm, that I hear and communicate effectively and release it. I got your back. Mm -hmm. They do. Yeah. Because I asked for that yesterday and they gave it to me. Thank you. Thank you. And now you have a neural pathway. I do. Create a new experience to build on that trust. This is true. Yep. And I'm so happy about it. Is that my Atta girl? That is your attic girl, but look at that. See, it's trying on the hat and it, and it changed for you. And so changing not only the language, the experience and the frequency, you've got a new experience that you can build on that new experience builds and fosters that self-trust and that self-love, you know, it's an attaboy, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then you can keep building on it and keep creating that self-trust and self-love. But you got to so, do it. You got to step in that. Band. And that I was going to say, but then you got to, you got to actually do it. You got to start. That's the hard part. Yeah, I know. I know. And then the body and the nervous system says, no, I'm addicted. I'm going to stay here. This is way more fun. No, we're cool. I'm all right. <laughs> no, we're all right. We're cool. No, thank you. No, you got to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, seriously. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. I'm all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, Miss Nicole. Let's get our girls, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Did I. I mentioned the rock climbing earlier, but I don't think I used it as an girl yet. Did I? I don't know. I don't think I so. Hear it. So, um, I, yeah, I don't think I put it on in a previous episode. Um, I am not very athletic in, in the form of, um, doing things like on a team. I like, like to traditional indi- athletics. Right? Yeah, I like to do yeah. things individually like yoga, spin class where I'm with people, but I'm not on a team and <laughs> group efforts. Right. Right. <laughs> I, no one needs to rely on me to hit a ball. Let's just say that. Like <laughs> I am not, I'm not holding up That's nothing. so much pressure. I, it's just... performance anxiety and I have bad hand eye coordination. So <laughs> She's her awareness is there, thankfully. Yes. 
So I was thinking, what are some other activities that I can do that fit into that realm where it's new? So it's uncomfortable, but it's not like super uncomfortable. And I'm not letting down like a team of people. So my friend um, was kind of casually talking about her rock climbing and how she hadn't gone in like a year, but her fiance goes all the time. And so I said, all right, let's do this. Oh my gosh. Yes. Sarah's cat are always, always in and out. Um, so it's my Atta girl. Like I went through a two hour training. I climbed up, I don't know, three different walls, four different walls, something That's like a that. That's a lot. Smokes. Yeah. How are your fingers? Like the muscles in your fingers? I like, think you're the, the monkey. Nicole, you're <laughs> the monkey. Yeah. <laughs> Silver monkey. Right. Yeah. The sober monkey. Yeah. No, uh, my fingers were fine. My friend had a chalk bag. Um, <laughs> just a little dippy dip. I or- mean, at a girl, because I don't think, I don't think I could have ever pictured you doing that. I didn't That's hate it. Awesome. Right. I didn't hate wow. it. I would do it again. I don't think, I don't know if it'll be like a regular thing, but I told my friend that if she wanted to go, I would go with her. I mean, I'll go with you. Yeah. Hose day out. well and then after after the that day of uh trying something new and being proud of myself we went and got dinner together you know had a drink and it was just it was a fun all-around uh experience yeah nice had a girl that a girl and you created a new neural pathway i know i'm going nerdy again but you did you created a new neural pathway that you can now expand on and create other experiences because you've created that and the self-trust and love. Right. And a whole new appreciation for that type of sport and what the body and mind can do. Yeah. A great, a great metaphor for you to mm-hmm. really anchor all that in. Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. say juicy. I'm, I'm literally walking my metaphor. <laughs> literally. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So Sarah, are you um, sticking with whatever the Adam was just a minute ago? <laughs> I got it. I got another one. Um, no, I, no, I, no, 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 <laughs> no. I'm trying to figure out how to articulate this because <laughs> drunk monkey over here. I've gotten my ADHD is I've been I was formally diagnosed not too long ago. And then it's just kind of gotten more worse, I guess you could say, because I think I'm aware of it. I'm not trying to mask it, be perfectionist, all that fun stuff anymore. And like uh, my PMS makes it a kajillion times worse. And I've noticed that I'm stopping and saying, what are you doing right now? What do you need to focus on? Because I'll start doing shit around the house and I'll lose time. Next thing you know, I'm like, it's nine o'clock. I ate a little bit. I got half this pineapple cut up. Like none of the things I wanted to do got done. So I I really started to like regulate myself because I'm not good at doing that for myself. I don't have like, if I have an accountability partner or somebody like that, yeah, I can function no problem because somebody's watching me. But as soon as I'm left to my own devices, I'm a fucking mess. So I've been really good about like calibrating, like, is this what you need to be doing right now? What should you prioritize? What should you be prioritizing? Yeah. I made like a little list or like, are you done with work today? What do you want to do? Do you want to vacuum? Do you want to do this? So like, I never, I'm like organizing these thoughts that I know I need to do these things and then giving myself like the time slots to get them done in, I guess. Yeah. I'm doing good. Proud of me. Nice. 
Thanks. Nice. Thank you. Again, creating new neural pathways, babe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I'm not walking the talk. I do the same thing. It's yeah, just- it hurts. <laughs> you know, I'm not surprised that she would say that because now she's going to develop all these like separate feelings for George. Like oh. that doing this hurts George. That oh, George shit. is feeling overwhelmed. You know what I mean? No, no. <laughs> no. We're not gonna. You know, I'm not no. gonna do like multiple personality disorder because we figured out my brain's a drunk monkey. No. <laughs> no. No. She was fine until she hit like her mid thirties. Then she just decided she was fourteen different people. <laughs> that ain't me. No. No. Good on you. I know. I'm, Appreciate I'm, it. I love making. Yeah, I, and I'm totally guilty of making lists and then I'll make another list because that list and then another, I, I'm, I have to stop myself and go put it all on one piece of paper. Yes. Get it done. Cause I I'm tactile and I have tablets of paper and I'm getting yes. ready to hit the road and I'm like, Oh shit, I need to get some kind of scribble. I mean, literally I have a stack. I'm not kidding right yeah. here that I have to pack in my car because I know I'm going to find something in one of those binders that I'm going to need yeah, it's, it's just one of those things. I, and I realize now that I can, I have to make a list and just to get all the stuff out in my brain. Yes. And then I have to make another prioritized version of that list, like a psychopath, yeah. but Hey, it works for me. So it I'm cool with it. Lots, and you know what? <laughs> Lots of people, it works. Lots yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not ashamed of it by no means. It's just like well, a lot of work also, for me. Well, and speaking to the audience too, and there's, there's been a theme for me on the radio show over the last year or so. It's a big fat permission slip. Oh yeah. You have the big fat permission slip. If it, just because it was done that way, doesn't mean you have to do it. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. I'm a hundred percent on board with that. Yeah. That's and thankfully it, part of my life. My job, my adult job is like what just because we can just because we did that in the past why do we have to do it again like that we're not copying and pasting what's the purpose yeah, yeah. I do that at work all the time unless so. we're not you know if don't reinvent the wheel if it's working however right, right? Yeah, yeah I get it this has been juicy Nicole and <laughs> Do Miss yeah, Sue, do you girl. have an it doesn't need yeah, it doesn't need to be juicy, but no, it could it could be like well, no, the, the whole conversation has been juicy. That's what I'm oh, saying. Yeah. Yeah. My oh, attaboy, yeah. you know, my attaboy is I'm getting ready to uh vacation my home in Bend, and I kicked ass this morning and packed up three suitcases, cleaned out my closet, getting ready to move my dresser into my deadbolt behind my deadbolt in my closet just getting shit done. So I, and I've been sitting on it and procrastinating because I didn't want to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I did it and it feels well, hell yeah. It feels yeah. really good. Instead yeah. of walking into my closet or my room going, I shoulda, coulda, woulda and going down that hole. Right. right now I'm, like, yeah, I'm a victim. I victimized <laughs> myself. No. no more. So that's me. So now I get to walk into my bedroom with tubs and suitcases full of clothes instead of them spread all over my bedroom but fantastic <laughs> i know the damn yeah. suitcase it's like 80 panels i'm like oh, it's good so that's my attaboy thank you. Proud of you you guys 
Yes. Um, you guys are my out of boys and my out of girls. Oh, thank thank you. Thanks. No, thanks this was a fantastic so conversation. Good. So how can people find you, get a contact with you? Oh, God, I, totally, I was so in, in dive at it, at it, at it in, <laughs> just totally dived into the conversation. I forgot to promote all that. ClarityWithSue.com. That's it. ClarityWithSue.com. And right. your Clarity with Sue on your socials too. Right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I was going to say that's your handle for everything all, all the time. Yeah. Just go. And I'm, I've got a big, huge website edit and things are kind of evolving and changing. And so if you see a different name, it, it'll be changed in a bit, but just go to claritywithsue.com and it'll send you to all the right places. Fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it will. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you liked what you heard today, please rate, review, subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at homance underscore chronicles, and you can join our closed group on Facebook, the homance chronicles, a judgment free zone. Thank you so much, Sue. This was so fun. Thank you. We love when the convo is juicy. (laughs) (laughs) Homance out. (laughs)